So I don't know if you saw this, and it was a random thing that I just saw right now. It happened five days ago. But did you see, and this isn't Batman related. Sorry, I'm just starting the podcast off with this. But <laughs> the uh, did you see that there's this thing going on on a channel on YouTube called Doctor Who Lockdown? And it's a bunch of random stuff with the Doctor Who cast. But freaking Rory made a two and a half minute video, and he's talking to his kid? But he's talking as Rory, and he's, like, talking about how, like, uh, Amy is a writer and stuff. And it's, like, really interesting. And I was just like, what the hell? And huh. it's just something he recorded at his house. That's so, interesting. Uh, I've been seeing yeah. a whole lot of, like, Doctor Who stuff recently. I think yeah. they're doing, like, are they doing, like, watch-alongs and stuff? They did it for um, the Doctor's wife. They they had a watch-along for that. Nice. Uh, but, yeah, they've been doing a lot of, like, I don't know, this website's just posting a bunch of stuff, but I just thought it was really interesting that freaking, you know, one of the actors actually just kind of added a little bit more lore to the, you know, freaking thing, which I thought was kind of cool. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, but the Doctor's wife is actually a really good episode. That's one of my favorite episodes. Uh, but, anyways. That's Matt Smith, right? Yeah, that's Matt Smith, and that's the one that Neil Gaiman wrote. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that one's really good. But no, I really like that episode. Uh, but anyways, that has nothing to do with Batman. Although, I think it would be awesome to have Batman cross over with Doctor Who somehow. I think it would be really dope. Um, if that I mean, would be possible. Uh, I mean, Thomas Ste- uh, Stepan Sajic made the joke that mm-hmm. because there's so many different costumes and reiterations of Batman with the writers and stuff, yeah. that basically Batman's a Time Lord so yeah I, i've seen the i've seen many many of fan arts of people saying he's a time lord there's like this really cool like uh fan art of like batman on top of a tardis like just standing around it, it looks pretty dope oh nice. um yeah so there's been some definitely awesome fan art but uh yeah i don't know that'd be a cool crossover if they could somehow pull that off but that would be so ridiculous just like a cool special one hour special fucking oh, Batman yeah. doctor who like i wish <laughs> that was what was really cool about shit that happened in like the 60s or 70s like basically before like everybody cared about their brand so much and there couldn't be these crazy crossovers you know what i would love for doctor who to do something with like the history of comics and somehow that mm-hmm. save that like they'll need to save the universe. Yeah. Like, I mean, cause I mean the very f- first season of legends of tomorrow was basically doctor who. And I, that's why I loved it so much. It's gone way yeah. fr- like far from that recently. Yeah. But trash. Now. <laughs> yeah, that was the stupidest thing ever. I hate <laughs> legends for that dude. Legends but, is so crap. But I would love for like, Whoever's the doctor, whether it be uh, Jody now or mm-hmm. in the future, them go to like freaking Bill Finger or yeah. something that would be like interesting. That. that would be cool to see like the starting of Batman. That would be interesting. Yeah. Um, but no, they actually did like a they did that comic book episode when it was like the holiday episode kind the of Christmas one. I still yeah. haven't seen that one. You haven't seen that one where he's there's a superhero. Yeah. that's So the, like oh. it actually has like Batman and Superman in it because they're posters. Oh, so really? like you could yeah they're like posters in it. I was like oh shit like I thought it was awesome but like I thought it and I also kind of questioned how that happens like with rights and shit like I was like how do you I was like I'm pretty sure that's like a like fucking thing right there like you can't do that but um no like 
it was really cool because it had to deal with the superhero and this kid growing up and stuff and learning how to be a superhero. And the doctor like came across him a couple times, which was interesting. But uh, yeah, like they could easily uh, do a superhero thing because one, it could be. Did you ever see the? You remember the Robin Hood episode? Yes. With uh, Peter Capaldi. Yeah. Well, y- yes and no. Like I guess he he basically says Robin Hood can't be real, yeah. but Robin Hood is real. And yeah. he's just like, that doesn't make, they could do something like that with Batman or like, and I could just see all like the cheeky, like freaking jokes they could make with him supposed to be like, oh, you're supposed to be the world's greatest detective, but you can't do that. Like, you know, like the yeah. doctor just egging him on, like that would be so awesome. So like, I don't know. I think that'd be really cool. Especially if you got like, cause what is it? Robert Pattinson's not American, right? I don't think, no. is he American? No, he's not. Or is he like English? He's, he's, he's English. Yeah. Yeah, so like right there, right? So if you had Robert Pattinson, who fucking absolutely has to know what Doctor Who is, and you just take like hopefully not this current bat suit, but another like if they do the cleaner version of a bat suit when he's like you know just has better gadgets and shit, and use that for a Doctor Who episode as a crossover, like maybe maybe you do that as a Christmas episode, and you know the next Batman sequel or whatever comes out that summer or some shit like that, like that'd be that really would be cool. pretty cool. No, so. see, I wish, I wish that, I mean, we've talked about this before, about how not a lot of studios take advantage of things like social media yeah, and things like YouTube. I genuinely think if more people did those kinds of things, they would help marketing so much more. Yeah. Like, like just put like a 10 to 15 minute short of the doctor and Batman. Like, yeah. boom, not, uh, we're not even asking for like an hour, like just mm-hmm. do something small that is legitimate with both studios and make it official and then be like, boom, you have it. There you go. Have yeah. fun. Yeah, because, yeah, that's one of those things that I think it helps out both people. It brings people's eyes to the DC product and it lets people know about BBC America or BBC in general. Yeah. And I think that would be really cool. And I mean, yeah, especially never... especially now since WB has that new uh that that new partnership with BBC because HBO Max is going to get yeah. every season of the doc, of Doctor Who. Yeah, for sure. That's I'm really excited about that because I've been wanting to watch Doctor Who recently, but I can't watch it anywhere. And I don't want to buy all that stuff. I don't want to buy like episodes. Although yeah. I have one episode bought for some reason that I noticed on my Amazon. I was like, all right, whatever. I think I have yeah. all of Capaldi's first season on Google Play. I yeah, think. see, I've never been able to rewatch that because it's always been behind a paywall. So I've never watched again his like first. It's either the first or the second season. It might be the season Clara. I don't want to spoilers for anybody that's watched this, but when, when one of the companions leaves, I think yeah. that's the one I haven't seen more than once. Um, but anyways, solid series. If you guys don't know what Doctor Who is, it's it, it is genuinely my favorite show of all time. Um, it, genuinely, it could it could be up there. I I mean, with what's currently on, like mm-hmm. technically it's not currently on, but stuff that is concurrent with like airing, I uh-huh. think it's very much top three. Well, yeah. Well, we just me thinking back, like just in all of the things that because I when it comes to something to being my favorite it has to be something i can never get tired of so like i can watch dumb and dumber a billion times which i feel like (laughs) i have that is my favorite movie of all time when people ask me what's your favorite game of all time i say my favorite series 
is freaking Metal Gear Solid. But my favorite game of all time is GTA because I never get bored of it. So Doctor Who, I have watched from beginning to end of the modern series, not the old series. I've watched that at least four times through and I've never gotten tired of it. Damn. And I just love that series because it's it's become like Friends because I also love Friends, too. It's become that where I can just throw it on in the background. But sometimes I'll be writing or whatever, and then I just kind of just stop and watch because I'm like, oh, this is so awesome. So Doctor Who is genuinely probably one of my favorite shows of all time. But nice. I think it is because it has drama. It has silliness. It has comedy. It has everything. Suspense. like yeah. And it never gets boring because it's just constantly changing, just like comic books. Like, And I think that's why I like comics so much is because it constantly changes. Like one minute, you know, one week Batman's fighting a freaking radioactive monster. The next week he's fighting the Joker who's just like massacred a bunch of people. Like you just go from what? You go from ridiculousness to like serious and so, like so quick. Yeah. And I think that's why I enjoy it so much. So, but uh, yeah, so that's uh, just a random ass update about Doctor Who for anybody that's interested <laughs> um, for the first 10 minutes of this podcast. But uh, we do, you know, coronavirus is still uh, hitting the industry really hard. There has not been any news. I, don't, I mean, is it guaranteed that we're getting comics at the end of this month? Um, I don't think it will be. I don't think I don't think anything is solidified. To be completely honest, I think that at this point, DC is probably looking at their options rather than mm-hmm. uh, going to Diamond. Because I, f- I feel like it really got to them for as many mm-hmm. people that complained about digital only being released. So yeah. Marvel has straight up said, we are not going to publish any books. They've mm-hmm. already said that. Because they did say, okay, we'll only publish one-third of our books, which is honestly like DC's regular slate because Marvel pushes out so many books per month. But the same week that they said that, they said, never mind, we're not going to do anything. So Uh I think that it is is not guaranteed, but there's a slight chance that DC might do digital only at the end of the month. Yeah. Yeah. I hope so, man, because I really want to start reading some fresh content. I mean, it as much as we were, you know, we had our opinions about the current Batman run. I was very interested to see where they were going to go with this Joker war. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we had just switched artists and I love freaking. Um, wow, I'm forgetting his name right now. Um, uh, wow. Uh, is it? Damn, it's not Jose. Yeah, he managed. There you go. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No. Like, I love his artwork, and he, I love the way he was drawing Catwoman and stuff in that book. So I was really excited to see what he was going to do next. We were about to get Punchline. Yeah. Um. We were about to learn more. We were about to like. We genuinely. The last thing that it happened was Riddler was about to do his part of the master plan. You know, so, like, I, I recently. Like, really I recently because I wanted to check. You know, in case you know we do get new books, I was like, man, I need to go back and read that last issue and i went ahead and read that last issue did you notice that the riddler's costume was exactly the one from batman forever yeah yeah i noticed that the the green spandex really weird Mm -hmm. yeah so yeah it was really weird (laughs) um yeah that's just kind of a thing which i Uh, recently rewatched. nice nice i i go back and watch those old batman films all the time like you know probably not yeah, probably like maybe once a year when I'm bored, like especially if they're just randomly on TV, which I don't use a lot of TV anymore. But, uh, you know, if it's something I could throw on in the background, I'm like, why not? 
Yeah. Um, just because, you know, I, I just, sometimes you just want to watch Batman and the modern stuff. Just, you know, you've seen it too many times. <laughs> so it's just like whatever. But yeah, I'm just I'm very interested to see where they're going to go um, with all the stories. I don't even remember what was happening in Detective. I think it was a Two-Face story. Right. Yes, it was. Like, the, Batman had just got like shot a bunch of times. Yeah, it was the cult story that Two Face has, which yeah. I've so I that, also realized that every other arc for Tomasi has been a cult story. Yeah, um, yeah, for sure. Well, it feels like everything we've been reading right now, like you mentioned, is all like freaking virus stories. Yeah, which is very <laughs> convenient about stuff. We'll be we're gonna. So today's thing is we got a little bit of entertainment news. We're kind of just kind of riffing at the moment because why not? um got some entertainment news a lit very little then uh harley quinn episode two came out we actually got to read the issue two of the batman animated series uh continues story and then we went ahead and got, decided to read batman and robin must die from grant morrison uh which i thought was pretty cool i just randomly looked at my shelf today i was like i haven't read this and i pulled it off my shelf so i was like yeah clay you should read this and we'll talk about it so it was pretty interesting but yeah, I don't know, man. I'm going to be very, I mean, you know, the corona thing is only getting realer and realer by the day. And it also seems it's people are getting stupider and stupider by the day. <laughs> um, you know, that's, you know, we don't really want to talk about politics on this on this podcast, unless it has to do with comic books. But, you know, it's we we personally got affected by the coronavirus where our hours have been cut. Granted, I have no problem with it. Um, you know, just because I've been focusing a lot more on my creative work, I've been doing a lot more YouTube, I've been doing, well, same amount of YouTube, but I've been doing a lot more freaking live streaming, and the last week has been very well for me, um, and it's been really cool, so I'm not, I'm not so stressed about it like some other people at our job are really stressed about it, I don't know how you feel about it exactly, like, I know... I um, I am okay with taking some time, you know, the extra day mm-hmm. is really nice. I mean, this weekend I accidentally got two days extra, yeah. so, you know, I'm down to like five days off this week, but mm-hmm. I mean, other than that, me and my wife are looking at bills. It is a little stressful, but I know that we'll get through it. It's nothing like, oh yeah. my God, you know, we have to like break the bank real quick and, you know, hope yeah. for the best type of thing. I, th- I think we'll be fine. Uh, you know, thankfully, we did get, you know, the stimulus check. But, mm-hmm. I mean, the good thing is we're not... Did you get it for your wife after all or no? Yeah. Yeah, we, we oh, got nice. it as a as a uh, married couple. So, we got the, you know, the, 20, the, max. the 2400, I think it was, for the max. But, yeah. you know, I for, for us, the way we saw it was, okay, we're not, you know, for me personally, whenever, you know, I go fill up on gas, it's... I fill up on gas maybe every week and a half, but I mm-hmm. haven't changed. I haven't filled up my gas tank in almost three weeks. Nice. Because of us taking that small two weeks off and then going to to work for like just that one week, and then yeah. boom, you know, we're back at this now. So, you know, and I've also been taking her car, which she hasn't been working at all, and so we've mm-hmm. just been driving it around the block so that way it, it at least runs. But, you know, we're good on gas. Everything else is the essentials with food and then other bills. I've, you know, talked to companies like insurance and all that to see if, like, anything is affecting us personally. And I I think we're all good. So it's just the matter of, you know, unfortunately losing that, what was it, that 16 hours or whatever. 
yeah. whenever whenever you look at like how we work. But I mean, mm-hmm. I think I think we'll be okay. Personally. Wow. Okay. So this is a random breaking news for our city that I just got sent by my sister. Uh, according to uh, one of our local news stations, uh, as of Monday, we are required to wear masks or it can be a thousand dollar fine in public. So that is interesting. Wow. Crazy. My sister literally just sends that to me while we're recording this podcast. So, um, yeah, I, I believe my, my, the thing I love about my mom is, um, she has always embraced my nerdiness and anything I'm into. And like, I, I have the work, I have the mask provided by work, but my mom's like, I'm going to buy you a Batman one. Like my mom's always like just fed the, the Batman need or any nerdy need I had. And she's always like, oh, but she's like, you know, buys me the knickknacks and stuff like, oh, it's your birthday. Here's a keychain of Batman or like. I just loved you today. So here's this. <laughs> and like, it's just like, I love my mom for that. But um, yeah, she was like, my mom's, you know, uh, I have a sick, uh, I have a sister that can be really affected by this. It's one of the reasons why I took time off. And, um, and I have a grandmother too, that could easily be affected by this whole virus thing. So, you know, I take it a lot more serious than other people. I think if I didn't have these situations, I probably wouldn't care as much. Granted, I still understand the severity of it. But, um, you know, I just have a little bit more. I've talked to a few friends. I have friends that are in the nursing thing, too, because they know a lot of people that don't take it serious as well. But I think just because of our situation is why we're a little bit more serious than other people are. So I can understand why some people don't consider it like so crazy. But I think it's also because those those kind of people that are not taking this very serious, uh, they haven't known anybody that's been affected by it or can be affected by it. You know what I mean? Yeah, and like, I, it's just uh, a weird situation. I recently listened to a podcast acquaintance of mine, mm-hmm. and uh, he did this behind a paywall because I mean it was pretty personal. But I yeah. didn't realize how much time he was taking away from the internet, and the reason mm-hmm. being was the fact that he was unfortunately single-handedly the one reason why his city shut down. He works for like really. Yeah, he he's like I think he works for like like medical. I he works with like the Morgan stuff. Oh, okay. But he had a business meeting in California like right when everything hit. And mm-hmm. when he came back, he started getting sick and then mm-hmm. his son started getting sick and then they became the first two tested in their city. Uh-huh. And then he was in direct contact or yeah, direct contact with the CDC over the phone for like the mm-hmm. the next three weeks after that. And then yeah. like because of that, uh, they pulled his wife and his daughter out of school and work. His wife mm-hmm. is a teacher. They shut down all the schools after that. And then everything else dominoed. And so I think he, it kind of just like hit him pretty rough. And so he was actually like offline for a full month. And yeah. where was he at? He, I, I can't remember. It's, it's up north, but I will say oh, okay. he, uh, he is okay. He like Michigan. Uh, it, I don't think it was Michigan. I don't okay. think it was because Michigan is the city right now, which apparently I hear this might happen in our state. Um, and I'm gonna be just, uh, I'm just gonna shit facepalm if this does. Because uh, in Michigan, apparently they are, they had a protest yesterday. Oh my gosh! Where, yeah, I saw. That. Yeah, they had. It yeah, was... they had a protest where they blocked streets because they they wanted everybody to go back to work, 
And like one look, I will say this about those kind of people. It's I'm glad that we do still have people in this country that want to work like they don't want to be at home. And because like that's they're you know, they are the backbone of America. You know what I mean? Like we need people that want to go to work that, you know, feel like they need to work. That's totally cool. But this isn't something that happens every fucking year or every month. It's not like the fucking flu. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like people are genuinely dying. Like you have to learn to adapt. And um, yeah, so that that really annoys me. And it's just like, it's whatever. Again, we're not going to get into politics here. But yeah, I just, uh, but it's, I was wondering, because apparently Michigan, uh, that's, you know, if I'm not mistaken, that's up north from where we are. Um, and that is like the, they're like the fourth biggest like affected area in America. So yeah, and he um, he got he got tested for flu. He got tested uh, for strep. He got tested for everything, including the coronavirus, and it was all mm-hmm. negative. Uh, but it was still very like pretty severe as far as his symptoms, and he yeah. felt like crap. Uh, but like even when they when they told him, hey, those tests that we gave that city were like the very first batch. And there was like a yeah. 25% chance of a false negative. So, that sucks. Yeah. So, I mean, thankfully he is okay. Everything's fine. Yeah. Uh, I think, I mean, his, like I said, his son got sick, but I don't think his daughter got too sick. She may have gotten just mm-hmm. like uh, a cough or like running, like allergies type of sickness, but his wife yeah. never got sick. So, thankfully. Oh, that's good. Yeah. But because yeah. he was like, a false negative and quite possibly positive in a weird way. Yeah. Um, he is still unable to leave his house. Oh, damn. Yeah. Yeah. That's it's uh yeah, man, it's a weird situation. So, um, we've, we've noticed it, how it's affected us just as a podcast and you know, it's affecting, it's starting to affect us in the real world. Um, and just, you know, all around us. Like I, you know, we had some friends, you know, we have a discord chat. I have a discord chat for my, um you know my streaming and stuff and one of our we've actually have a few people in that discord that have lost their jobs so it's uh it's pretty it sucks like it really does um but anyways we're gonna not bore you guys with that anymore we're gonna go into the news that is the life update for us but uh we have very like i guess the most exciting news that is coming out of this is the justice league dark has just been ordered to be an hbo series which I think is pretty awesome it's one of jj abrams three series apparently he's planning on doing for hbo max yeah. And um yeah, this is I mean, obviously this isn't really hardcore Batman related, although every time I see Zatanna, I just automatically assume she's a Batman character for some reason. That's um, when she's not really in Batman that much, but you know what? She's in the animated series, so I consider her a Batman character. <laughs> and um so yeah, but I'm they didn't give out really any information about this. They just said Justice League Dark is coming to HBO Max. That's all they said. Um but I'm kind of hoping that they, you know, it's HBO. They will drop money to make some really amazing stuff. And we saw with Watchmen, we've seen it with Game of Thrones. And I'm just kind of hoping that maybe this builds to a movie universe with a show universe connected that is not CW. That's just kind of what I want. Um, Which what Marvel should have been, but is just now getting to, you know? Yeah. So... I don't know, because, like, I would like to see Justice League Dark, but at the same time, I don't know if I want every single character in the world to get a movie when you can make them just as badass in a show, but still connect them to the movie universe, you know what I mean? And then maybe do, like, a big-ass, you know, 
end game style thing later on. True. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. What are your thoughts on Justice League Dark? I'm pretty excited for it. I mean, I am mostly excited for the possibility of getting the same actors for Swamp Thing back. Um, I that would be cool. That would be awesome. Not necessarily give him another series, but hey, you were like fan approved basically and everybody loved you so why don't we bring you back and now the one thing that i'm very interested in is a lot of people because i mean whenever i hear jj abrams i always think oh he's a big name a lot of people love him everybody likes his star trek you know a lot of people like westworld Mm -hmm. a lot of people love the things that he is i guess what's the word i'm looking for uh attached to really yeah but a lot of people say that he doesn't have a lot of hands-on stuff with the projects with, like, a Westworld or other smaller type things rather than being just a direct... Like, whenever he's a producer, basically, he yeah. he isn't really, like, really involved with a lot of that stuff. So, hmm. in, in my thoughts about this, is J.J. Abrams really going to be involved with Justice League Dark or is he just putting his name on it so that way people yeah. can kind of jump on it, you know? Uh, yeah. I think that he may want to get involved with, like, the first season. Just to be like, mm-hmm. hey, let's do this thing right. Get people really wanting to see this show or whatever. And then kind of step back after that. I could see him very yeah. much doing that kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, it would be cool if maybe he just does the first season, you know? That's just kind of what, um, what's his name did for you know watchmen yeah um but hopefully it's not you know it's not like oh yeah i did my i don't have anything else to tell you know i'm done uh but yeah it would be really interesting to see uh, i just looked up the swamp thing actor's height he's six five because i was like oh man like uh they're gonna probably want to get somebody bigger than that guy i didn't know how tall he was so he's six five but because i was thinking it's hbo uh, and if they're gonna like change the voice of the actor uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they would have got the mountain again to play freaking Swamp Thing, like the the big dude from Game of Thrones. Oh yeah, um, yeah, that massive dude. I was like, oh man, I wouldn't be surprised if they brought him back to be Swamp Thing because then he would be super massive. That dude's five nine. I mean six nine. So Jesus, he's even taller than the current Swamp Thing. Um, but yeah, that would be nuts. But I I thought that Swamp Thing was awesome. I would love for him to come back if they were to do that. Uh, of course, that kind of brings in that whole idea of like, oh, well, that means Swamp Thing's canon and all of that jazz. But um, I mean, that would be cool, though, because, you know, they, if they're taking Doom Patrol over to HBO Max, then maybe that universe is canon and they're going to kind of mix it up or whatever. But And I, I will say for all those who are very diehard with the multiverse and everything else. CW can technically still be a part of the multiverse, but not the universe that HBO Max plays with, you know? So, because yeah. a lot of people would say, oh, well, if Swamp Thing, the characters, go into mm-hmm. HBO Max, then that would mean CW is canon, because technically they did show Swamp Thing and Doom Patrol on different Earths at the very end of everything. Yeah. But, I mean, like I said, those were separate Earths, so you could say that it's just part of the multiverse and yeah. this is the like this is the earth that HBO Max is playing with, you know. Yeah. So for sure. I think it could all work out. Um, so that way WB can have their cake and eat it too. I mean, they did it mm-hmm. with freaking Crisis on Infinite Earths with Urza and Grant Gustin. That's just yeah. something that they 
you know, really planned on doing. Apparently that was all Jim Lee's doing. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm I'm pretty excited for this. I'm excited to see who they choose for Constantine. As much as I like the guy, uh, what what what's his name? Uh, Matt Ryan, I think his name is. Yeah. He's been doing yeah. Constantine like on every freaking reiteration of the character recently, cartoon and which live action. Cool. Uh, which is awesome that he wants to do it. You know, the, every mm-hmm. there are so many people that would like their favorite actor or character actor want to do the same thing for you know basically life and this guy is willing to do it uh i don't know if i would want to see him as constantine on hbo max my big uh yeah i don't think so i would i always want uh uh what's his name carl urban from freaking dread and the boys yeah see yeah i go with freaking colin farrell i think colin farrell's my oh uh, really constantine yeah, I think Colin Farrell just fits it better because Colin Farrell plays a lot of characters like that, you know, just an asshole. Um, so, and yeah, what's his name on the boys? Is yeah, he's not bad. I like him, but I don't know. I just always think Colin Farrell, uh, but he's gonna be the penguin now, so you know, he's probably out of the running. Yeah, probably. Um, but uh, I do want to mention we we just talked about multiverse because I I hate I this has been one of the biggest things before. Comic book multiverse, show multiverse, very different, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, yes. Very different. Do not start thinking like, well, on the CW, anybody can be No. In the comic universe, (laughs) the freaking person in the multiverse looks the same. And they just have different types of things. They could have died when they were a kid. They blah, blah, blah. The name could be spelled slightly different. But they always look the same, okay? Freaking CW goes off and everybody and their mom can be the Flash, which I think is stupid and I hate that. (laughs) But... It's whatever. That's that's like one of my biggest pet peeves when it comes to the damn multiverse. Because people are getting, like, the comic book multiverse confused with the, like, multiverse theory. And it's just, like, the multiverse theory is, like, there's a bajillion, million, bajillion possibilities. You know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas DC's multiverse has kind of been set in stone, and it's been kind of changed recently. But it's like, no, there's just 52 different Earths or some bullshit like that. You know what I mean? And that's the multiverse. So... Yeah, I don't know. I, just, I always got to mention that because people always come at me like, well, technically. And I'm just like, oh, my God, <laughs> read a comic book. Um, but yeah, so there's that news, which is some of the biggest stuff. Um, little Suicide Squad news. It's nothing any. It's nothing major. But if you are somebody that is very concerned about, you know, maybe Suicide Squad is going to get delayed, which is still very possible. But James Gunn has come out and said, that, you know, they were lucky enough to set everything up to edit from his house uh, before the whole coronavirus thing really broke out. And uh, he says he sees no reason for the movie to be delayed. Um, He did say, though, that things like maybe released images, marketing, and stuff like that, possibly even trailers, can be delayed. Um, because, you know, just, I guess that's logistics for that kind of stuff. Like, I don't know if they need to make posters or whatever. I feel like you could release digital stuff really easy, but I'm pretty sure there's like a whole campaign behind that stuff. Cause like maybe they wanted to drop stuff at South by Southwest. That shit doesn't happen anymore. You know what I mean? Or they wanted to go to a festival or a convention and drop all this crap first. Uh, but you know, maybe they're going to have to hold off now. So he says that the movie itself should be. It should have no problem coming out on time, barring, you know, anything else getting pushed back and forcing that movie to get pushed back. But, um, you know, it's, there's nothing on their end that, you know, shouldn't keep them from, you know, making this movie on time. Well, I had so a I think question that's cool. for you. Mm-hmm. So I 
had some friends talking about this earlier uh, in the week, and I thought it you know it'd be a good subject to talk about here. Now, you said that you know Suicide Squad would be good to go because it is technically in the editing uh, freaking uh, post production now. Yeah, but mm-hmm. what if let's say they are in need of reshoot of reshoots and things like that? Now, I feel like because these actors are technically on a schedule, you know, these directors, yeah. these, these, you know, freaking uh, movie productions, they hire an actor saying, okay, I'm going to need to hire you from this month to this month. Now, because yeah. all of that is messed up, what if freaking, uh, let's just say with Matt Reeves, let, what if, uh, uh, what is her name? Catwoman. Uh, 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 mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Uh, Zoe Kravitz? Yeah, Zoe Kravitz. What if she is needed mm-hmm. for the second season of her Hulu show? Like, yeah. before all of this is said and done with the coronavirus, and now mm-hmm. they can't film, you know? Because yeah, I, I, would, I would assume that right now, while everybody is quarantined, that other, like, their agents and things like that are trying to get that all settled out. Mm-hmm. But because that is so uncertain... I feel like some things may be pushed un like just in that sort of capacity of yeah. because of scheduling of how, you know, actors, how constant actors work, you know? Yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah, it's a very real possibility. I mean, you can't keep that out of the, um, you know, out of the question. But uh, I will say that James Gunn does seem like he's a pretty meticulous director. Um, I don't know, like, if Guardians had a lot of reshoots or anything like that. Because, like, a lot of people that I've, I've noticed one thing with Gunn is he's not a, um, he's not a, what do they call it, an improviser on set. Like, everything in his script, he does it by the book. Yeah. So he could be like, this shot wasn't good enough. Let's do it again. Like, blah, blah. You know what I mean? Um, and I think a lot of the stuff that happens in reshoots is, you know, like, oh, we need to add more action or we need to do that. And if they need to do that, you necessarily don't need the actors there. You just need the stunt actors. Yeah. And true. so like, and a, st- a lot of the stuff that happened with Harley Quinn, right? The only person they really needed for those reshoots was Harley Quinn, which was, you know, Margot Robbie. So I think it just depends on what the, what the stuff is. If it's just adding more action, they can do that with all like, you know, stand-ins and stuff. Um, but if they need to add more to the story, then yeah, that's where I think the problem would come in. But again, this movie is not supposed to come out for another year and three months, I think, right? It comes out in June or something like that, August maybe? Yeah. I don't remember, something like that. So it's still a really long time before this one comes out. I would be more worried about Batman because from what we're hearing is this thing is, they're saying June at the earliest now. You know, it was end of April. Now it's like, you know, May's not even in the consideration, it feels like. And they're saying, like, this could go till June. And freaking Batman, I think, was supposed to film all the way through the summer. Yeah. So, like, till, like, August. So, like, they said it was going to be a really long shoot. If they can't start filming till August, like, that is going to be very interesting. And, um, you know, maybe even if they film from August to December, I feel like that could change the whole tone of the film if there's a lot of stuff outside that was being filmed. And then you got to kind of write that in there and you got to kind of change things up. Or maybe, you know, a clear scene goes into a cold, foggy scene. Like, I don't know. It's just a lot of stuff that's very interesting, you know. And uh, it would suck. What would really suck, and I don't think this is going to be a problem because I'm pretty sure they try to avoid this, but 
if Batman was going to have anything that tied into Suicide Squad, then you automatically would have to push back Suicide Squad because of Batman. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if Batman gets delayed. So uh, it would be very interesting, though, if they like if Batman needed more time and they just switch like release dates, which I don't think they would want to do. I think they want Batman to be a summer movie. But, um, you know, if Suicide Squad's good enough, I could see them switching release dates. But yeah, I don't know, man. It's going to be very interesting um, because I I do think Corona is definitely going to change a lot of just a lot of everything, man. I think, you know, like we said, we were talking about the comic industry The you know, DC might be like, you know what? Fuck Diamond. We're going to start producing our own shit. So this never happens again. You know what I mean? Comics can keep flowing. Uh, move schools might be like, you know what? We can do half of this shit from home. Like, why do we need kids to come in or whatever? You know, it's just going to be all these little like new tests that are happening that might change up how movies come out. Like if a lot of people are working from home or doing all this other shit, that means they have more free time. And like maybe movies don't have to come out at certain times. Well, anymore, that was you know another I mean? thing. That that was another thing too. You know, the really big thing that happened like a week or two after the mm-hmm. uh, shutdown of cities, public places, whatever. We even did a small little review re-review of Birds of Prey because it went to VOD. Now a yeah. lot of people, you know, if you noticed anything with you know either public like mom and pop type theaters or chains, you realize that they had to eventually upgrade to like recline seating to bringing yeah. food out. Like they needed a draw for people to go to the theater now. For and sure. now that this is going on, yeah, with the, you know, sales on these VODs probably weren't as great as studios yeah. thought they would be, but now it becomes an mm-hmm. option, you know? Because yeah. for for people like you and me, I mean, we usually go to these superhero movies together and just be like, okay, let's yeah. you know see what, what this is all about. But think about a family. I was talking to yeah. a friend of mine. He said, depending on if it's a family-friendly movie or not, it could be mm-hmm. anywhere from 50 to $80 to just go see a movie. Yeah, that's insane. You know, with a babysitter and things like that. And thinking that quite possibly these studios can be like, hey, you know what? For a flat 50, you can rent it mm-hmm. and then basically pre-purchase the movie. Yeah. We can give it to you on one big bundle. And you just That would be cool. That I feel like that yeah. would be really convenient. But So like you rent it for like 24 hours or something like that and then when it comes out, you automatically get the download? Yeah. Yeah, that'd be kind of cool. 24, 48 hours, something like that. See, eat, although this is still me, this might not be anybody else, I would still go see it in a theater and then buy that. Yeah. Because I like the theater experience. Like, I genuinely, I hate you if you fucking talk. Like, I <laughs> do hate that. But I genuinely, and for the most part, I think a lot of our experiences have, besides Birds of Prey, when we saw it, we usually have a solid theater. Yeah. And, like, I've had some really good experiences, and I just enjoy it. Like, I'm never going to, you know, put a badass, crazy surround sound system, Adobe Atmos surround sound in my house. You know what I mean? That's Like, that's never going to happen. Like, apparently, like, even if you wanted to, it is massive amounts of money. Because I saw this video where Dead Mouse apparently is, like, one of the only people that has, like, a genuine, like, Dolby 
freaking sound system in his house. That's insane. And like they have to come in and do all of this crazy stuff. Like you have to have like I think you have to like custom build the room. Like that's how crazy it is. Jesus. So yeah, it's it's massive. Uh, but he said he wanted the best musical experience, so he does that. So yeah, you're never gonna be able to recreate that movie theater experience. I don't care how much your dad says those speakers are so great <laughs> and like whatever. Like it, you're not gonna recreate it. Like not putting two subwoofers in the back doesn't make that happen. Like it doesn't. Like now, you've don't, ever don't been? Get, don't get me wrong. I have been to plenty of places like friends' houses that have mm-hmm. like a home theater, and yeah. they. They do have like almost their stair step, like maybe two or three stair steps with like reclining chairs and they make it look really cool, but it Mm -hmm. just doesn't have that theater feeling like you're talking about. And I, I personally, I would, I would honestly do that package of like renting and then, you know, the pre-order for convenience. But I think I would, I think I would go to the midnight release or the Mm. like first release or whatever just because of the experience that like you have there you know yeah i i yeah i would genuinely still go to a theater for it now i do understand that if theaters you know if and when theaters come back you know to the public i honestly mm-hmm. think that they will quite possibly keep the like 50 percent capacity thing going on though i i genuinely think possibly so. um well, we'll have to see. I saw a headline. I didn't read the article, so you know, shoot me for being one of those people. But I saw a headline that uh, AM is it AMC? One of the big theaters is looking at possibly bankruptcy. AMC. So is it AMC? Yep. Yeah. So like that's that's kind of crazy, you know. Granted, I I would feel like either some newcomers will go up and buy those properties eventually. Like if a new theater venture wanted to come out and be like, oh, let's go ahead and just remodel all of these and make new theaters. Like that'll be a good thing. You know what I mean? But or hopefully like I think so. Granted, I think I think the people that want to build their own home theaters and stuff like that. Maybe you live in an area where your theater is really trashy and it sucks. I can I can totally understand that because I've been to some shitty theaters before, but the theaters we go to now are pretty awesome. Yeah. So, like, you know, that's why I like the experience. So, like, if you are somebody that is on the side of, like, I'd rather watch it at home, that's cool. Um, And, you know, if you can build your own thing, yeah, the money to do it, that's awesome. I don't have the space for that. That's the thing. Um, You know, like, so it's just kind of whatever. But, yeah, I don't know. It's There's a lot that's going to be changing, man. It's It's just such a weird time because we've never lived through something like this. And I know we said it on the podcast a bunch of times, but we're genuinely adapting every single day. Yeah. Like every single day, something's changing. Like, um, I, like, I just want to read some comic books, you yeah. know? And then it's the same thing is there, those there's, there are people that just want to go to work. Like it's just a weird time. Yeah. I so, think when, when yeah, we, when we step out of this, it'll be a brand new world to be completely honest. And if not, yeah. then we haven't learned anything. <laughs> yeah for sure but i i think that you know with whether it be entertainment or comics and everything else you know i was in that small little like comic school thing with gail simone and she jumped into the Mm -hmm. discord for like maybe an hour or so to ask some questions and i was fortunate enough to actually get my answer uh to the question that i asked and i i asked her you know would this be the best time to work for a crowdfunded thing or you know to ask like i asked her basically would this be the best time to pitch a series to somebody 
And she mm-hmm. said that in times like this, entertainment thrives. Now, it may not yeah. look so because of the box office, but when you look at things like social media videos, like TikTok, like freaking the uh, like Netflix, Hulu, things like that, those have mm-hmm. been booming recently. Yeah, you know, uh, okay. Twitter has you know done this really cool thing with you know doing watch parties, and I see massive you know parts of the production, that being the director, actors, or whatever, you know, putting on these watch parties and then answering Q and As on Twitter. You know, it it is something that is always going to be a constant. So, yeah. you know, we will eventually get those comics. We will eventually get those movies. It's just a matter of how it'll come out, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah, that's what we'll be waiting and seeing. Um, the other, only other news was, and it's not, again, it's not really much, is um, Matt Reeves has said he's still working on Batman, even though they're not filming anything. He's going through footage. He's going through dailies and stuff like that and just kind of seeing any little things he can work with and stuff. So, not much going on there, um, but he says he is still looking at it. He also has a new series that he was involved in. I don't think he directed it, but it's called Tales from the Loop um, on Amazon. If you guys want to go check that out, if you're you know itching for some Matt Reeves, you know, hands-on projects, I guess. Because I think this is just from his production studio or something like that. I don't think he directed anything here. But Tales from the Loop is, ironically, or oddly enough, was something my friend literally just told me about. He's like, dude, check out this art. It's really awesome from this one guy. And then, like, two days later, I saw the trailer for it. And I was like, what the fuck? That's the same shit. Nice. And um, so, yeah, it was pretty crazy. But it looks interesting. It looks like, and I heard it's really good. So, um, definitely go check that out if you guys want to do it. But we're going to go ahead and jump into, oh, man, let's see. You want to do the review first, or should we do the comics first? Let's uh, let's go ahead and do the review. Let's do uh, Harley Quinn. Right? Yeah, for sure. So this is episode two of season two of Harley Quinn. And um, yeah, just give me your just initial thoughts on it. Did you think it was funny? Did you think it was good? What did you think about it? I enjoyed this one. I, because this, oh man, it's been almost freaking three days since I've seen it already. Uh, uh-huh. Now remind me again, this plot point was Barbara, right? It was with the school? with the Yeah, Burger. she was the main one around it. Yeah, I, for sure. I will say I will I think I will continue to say this until the show actually ends eventually. Mm-hmm. Clayface makes this show. Yeah. Like he is so freaking hilarious, but honestly, I loved the side story with King Shark and uh and Dr. Psycho. Yeah. Like their their little like oh, we have to get this water filter because that's the cuz the whole thing is that, you know, they don't have electricity in the mall. And mm. the only place with electricity is, you know, the Riddler. What is it? Are are you? Yeah, yeah. Are you? And yeah. that's so real you. Yeah, yeah. And you know, we learn that Clayface has been going back to college for like yeah. who knows how long because he has like all these ins and outs with like relationships and stuff. I yeah. I genuinely thought it was funny. I thought it was weird how Barbara was so disconnected from what she usually is in the comics, like not knowing Batman personally and things like that. So Mm -hmm. having her become Batgirl because of the absence of Batman is kind of cool though. I think that is kind of cool. Yeah, it was definitely cool to see, because again, this is one of those, um, you know, it's a different take on the universe 
And again, it's wacky. It's Harley Quinn, you know? Like, yeah. Harley Quinn is... Everybody always says Harley Quinn stuff is not continuity unless she's in another book. You know what I mean? True. Like Suicide Squad, continuity. If she's in Batman, continuity. All that, that's all like, um, you know, good stuff. Is it, I always get canon and continuity confused. Same, because like I know like continuity is more the linear story. Canon is like, that's been done before, right? Uh, I'm not mistaken. I mean, I, 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 feel like, like, I feel like canon and continuity go hand in hand though. Yeah, again, yeah, that, that's how I always think it, but I've had people like, well, technically, I'm like, oh, whatever. <laughs> um, but, so, freaking, yeah, Har- the Harley Quinn book is just batshit crazy, so people don't consider it continuity. And uh, that's kind of what this show is, you know what I mean? I don't see this, you know, connecting with Batman the Animated Series. Like, yeah, it's not going to sure. do anything like that. But I love the take on it, because I love, if anybody was going to be just out there batshit crazy. It should be a Harley Quinn show. And I think it does really well. And I love how these characters that we take serious so much are just dumb and like weird and just like silly. Like Bane is one of the best characters in that show. <laughs> and like he's supposed to be this terrifying menace, but he's like, oh, hey guys. And like he's just a doofus. Yeah. And like I love it. Granted, he has a crazy team apparently in this episode. <laughs> Uh, but like, yeah, like, uh, I thought it was cool, a cool way to introduce Barbara, you know, um, that, you know, Batman's not there and like, we're not seeing, we, we've seen Robin, but we haven't seen like Nightwing, which I'm really interested to see what's going on with that. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I would love to see the other Bat family members, but yeah, I don't know. Unless that's Damien, right? I would assume it's Damien because it is like, he is smaller I would like I would wonder how they would handle Jason Todd in this show. Yeah. I feel like it would yeah, be hilarious. Be yeah, he'd be like, Whoa like he'd be like I feel like he'd be over the top, like bro dude, but just killing people. I was gonna like, say he he know? would be like a more hard ass Gordon in this show. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just think Gordon on here is hilarious. I love that he's just this drunk loser cop. Like it's so dope. Dude, when he um, picked up that chip and ate it, and he was like, oh, that wasn't a chip. <laughs> yeah. My. So the thing is, too, is like, the thing was, Barbara wasn't Batman, but she still had, like, she was smart still. Like, she was really, she was able to escape Harley Quinn and Ivy. And then she goes into her room, and they're, like, going to kill her or whatever. And she's all like, oh, you know, Wayne Tech, play loud hip music or whatever. Yeah. And then so she had still gadgets and stuff. Granted, that's probably just, like, an Alexa. Yeah. But, like, that's, you know, it was just interesting and cool. And then, of course, we know we see her make her suit at the end. But I love when she was playing that hip music that they were just talking, and they slowly started dancing to it, like uh, (laughs) Ivy and Harley. Like, it was awesome. (laughs) They were just doing their shoulders, and then they were, like, in full-on dance mode. Like, I just absolutely love that. Um, But, yeah, I think it was just really cool to have them on, like, a college campus, which I thought was just funny. Dude, Um, no, freaking, freaking Kite Man in the very beginning. Like, yeah. making that joke about the freaking college chicks. I was like, God. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, dude. It was just so, like, uh, I just, this show's so good, man. Like, I, I don't think I've met anybody that said it's stupid or that they don't like it. Like, that I know of. Yeah. Because you, know? you kind of have to go out of your way to find this, too. Yeah. To and get it, and I, I know that say. a lot of people will have those ups and downs with it. Because I have talked to people that will be like, oh, you know, this episode was really hilarious. And they're like, ah, last episode was all right. But there's yeah. never, like, oh, this show sucks. 
you know? Yeah, no, I definitely haven't heard that. And I think it's just, I think, you know, there's there's always different types of content that you could put out there for comic book fans, especially in DC or whatever, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think they hit it out of the park with this. Like we said, we've talked about it many a times. I think there should be a Wonder Woman cartoon. Like, there should. Like, it would be really cool. Throw that on the DC universe. Make it more about, like, make that more of a drama, though. You know what yeah. I mean? And, like, I think that would be really cool. And I think they're doing really good with Harley Quinn. I would just love for them to bring back the animated series. Just throw that on there. But I don't know. I think this is really cool. I think uh, Harley Quinn, I, I, is this going to be, what, 13 episodes again, right? Yes, it'll be another 13 yeah. episodes. So I'm excited. Uh, we're supposed to get Catwoman in the next episode. That's, that's going to be really cool. We're finally going to have the Gotham City Sirens uh, going on there. And um, yeah, man, I don't know. I'm just, I'm, I'm loving Harley Quinn. It's nice to have something new to watch in this time. So um, yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. So, but yeah, King Shark, everybody, that, that whole team's just good. They didn't show the old man, though. So, yeah, he wasn't in this episode. He wasn't in this episode. He was in last episode. Though. Yeah, yeah. He was in, sure. he was in the he was in the premiere. But I mean, I yeah. do I do like the idea that Harley is going to take down every territory like one at a time. Yeah. Uh, it's a cool story yeah. for sure. Uh and we also got confirmation that those two other characters are dead. <laughs> yes. So, um yeah so penguin's dead so i feel like but with the harley quinn episode if they definitely want to keep it going for a while they can pull some stupid shit well granted batman's rogues gallery is so massive that they probably don't need to yeah um, they could just but dude they can what they can do is they'll throw out some of the like the dumb ones like i'm waiting for condiment Ken. that's what i'm waiting yeah for, for sure yeah, you do stuff like that, and then, you know, you can make Black Mask when you're... I feel like Freeze is going to be the big villain of this series. Yeah, probably. Because, like, um, yeah, they kill Penguin and stuff like that. But, yeah, I think eventually they will bring in uh, more people. If anything, they could probably just start dipping into other people's stuff and have those villains come to Gotham and be like, what the fuck are you doing here? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, they could do stuff like that. But, yeah, I don't know. I'm excited to see more Harley Quinn. Um, I wish we had more entertainment stuff to talk about with that. But we're going to jump over to comic books now. Like I said, I think uh, let's start off with Batman and Robin. Okay. So we went ahead and read Grant Morrison's uh, Batman and Robin uh, Must Die was the title. But this was from, if I'm not mistaken, just his Batman and Robin run, right? Like that was just the run. Yes. Now, I will say it is a continuation of his Batman run that I am currently starting. So I will say I'm a little lost at the Mm -hmm. gap because... Right now, I am reading basically right when Batman meets Damien. And okay. here, this is when Damien has an established relationship with Batman, who is Dick Grayson. Yeah. So it's po- this is post-Final Crisis. Yes. Yeah. So, um, and I'm pretty sure, you know, you've obviously read a lot of that stuff, so you kind of got the gist of it. Yeah. But yeah, this is um, definitely past that. Now... This is the thing. I need to do what you're doing right now and read Grant Morris's run from start to finish, but I also need to read all the side shit too because I don't know if Grant Morrison was writing everything at this point in his career. You know what I mean? I don't know if he was pulling a Bendis and was writing Detective and this or if, you know, I don't know what was happening here. You know what I mean? Um, because I've read Batman R.I.P. and it's a way more like in-depth, intense version of this. Yeah. But the stories all kind of like line up. So I'm just, if I'm not mistaken, in R.I.P., there's not a lot of Joker. So seeing the Joker aspect of this was really cool for me. 
And I was just like, oh, this is really awesome. I will say, and, though, I want to go ahead and put this on, you know, on air, just saying it now. I hmm. was not a big fan of this art. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, there was definitely some moments where I was like, that is stupid. <laughs> um, but uh, there's this, I don't know. I got to find it for you because I know I, you're probably not looking at it right now. But if I kind of say it, it's uh, there was this one scene at the end after they've already defeated everybody. And it's just like Damien's face like doing like the what? Oh, when like, he it was when spoilers, when yeah. Bruce is talking to Dick and and yes yeah yeah dude like i know exactly which which one you're talking about just like what (laughs) but yeah the art is they try to go with a very unique because this is what if this reminds old yeah this reminds me very much if you look at the art as far as the roundness of the faces and kind of the like almost paint coloring uh, yeah, it almost looks like a Adam Hughes. If you were to search up Adam Hughes real quick, or or mm-hmm. even like a Terry Dotson, they basically uh, mirror each other. I think Terry yeah. Dotson was at one point a uh, an understudy of Adam Hughes, mm-hmm. but it's very okay. it's very much that kind of art style. Uh, this yeah. artist is named. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm not too sure. Um, Fra- Fraser Fraze Ivory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fraser Ivory. And David Finch did this too. Oh so. yeah, he did. That's right. Yeah. Uh I will say that in this book, we'll we'll talk about the story in a little bit, but there was like this one like that double page spread of a bunch of small panels together and it was all yellow and they were just fighting a bunch of dudes. I really loved that. I thought that was awesome. Um That was near like when the end, the right? end. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. When they first it was came like, to the building or whatever. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, let's just go ahead and talk about this. So there is, this is at the end of Grant Morrison's run. So, uh, for those of you that have not read anything about or have not read Batman's Grant Morrison run, he brought in this new character that was called, uh, was it Dr. Hurt? Yes. Right? Yes. Yeah. Dr. Hurt. And this was like, I don't know how to put it. Like he was actually built up as a huge villain during this time. I feel like he could be the um the designer of the current run, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like he he just got the best of Batman and everything. And his whole his whole idea right now was he was basically trying to ruin Wayne, like Bruce Wayne. He was going to take everything from him that he could. He was going to take the mantle, he was going to take Wayne Manor, he was going to take his wealth, he was going to do everything. Now, to be um, honest, he was basically, like, when comparing, he was, mm-hmm. like, a tier below or maybe even a tier above, considering how you look at it, Hush. Yeah. And the sure. in the way he manipulated everything. And I, I feel like that's kind of the comparison you can go towards. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And they throughout this whole thing, there's, like, a domino analogy happening. Like, all the dominoes need to fall. Uh, the, I do like, I don't, I, I don't know. I want to hear your thoughts on this. Cause you're the person that doesn't like to go back and forth when you're reading comics, but how did you feel about the opening of like Dick Grayson getting shot in the back of the head? But then we see like, Oh, three days later or earlier, like that. How do you feel about that? It didn't bother me because it like immediately jumped into it like that. I was like, mm-hmm. what the hell was that about? And then yeah. when I learn that, like joker is the very first thing that they go to three days like earlier 
I'm like, whoa, yeah. like, wh- how is the Joker in on all this? What's going on? So it didn't bother me too much, to be completely honest. But I did, mm-hmm. like, I did get a little triggered whenever I saw Dick Grayson get shot in the head, uh, just because yeah. of recent events. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, that, that, that because was interesting I, too. Because this is the first time I'm reading this book ever. So seeing this mm-hmm. and now thinking, man, Dick Grayson has been shot in the head twice, twice. Yeah, he's. He's had a good amount of head injuries. Uh, I mean, that's how he dies in Injustice, too. He doesn't get shot, but he, it's a head injury. Yeah, and he it breaks his neck or whatever. Yeah, it is a head injury, yeah. Um, yeah, so, like, yeah, he's uh, he, he's got to wear... He should be wearing a, a cow, to be honest. But I will, I will <laughs> but, say, I will say with this, I think that mm-hmm. uh, although I don't like how he is drawn, I love how mm-hmm. Joker is written. Now, the really, yeah. the really big thing that me and you always talk about is how manipulative and how genius Joker is behind all of the laughs and smiles and jokes and all that. He is yeah. somebody who genuinely is smart, and we've seen it in Scott Snyder's Justice League run. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, most recently, we saw how smart he is. And then, of course, if you genuinely look at it, look at the Batman who laughs. That's how smart Joker is. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so having him play everything out like this and basically like joker was the one putting the breadcrumbs around like mm-hmm. when you really read this story they were able to beat the bad guy because of joker and yeah. i thought that was awesome yeah i will say the one thing um that i didn't like because i i've not been a fan of the theory or whatever and joker kind of says it in this was that like that he's actually you know super sane um oh yeah i didn't like that part of it i was like no dude like i just i don't know because i think you can be insane but at the same time be intelligent you know what i mean if that makes sense and granted maybe the definitions of those two words actually contradict and my you know thought of that is wrong but I just feel like you got to be kind of insane to go out there and just killing people yeah. all the time the way he does. You know what I mean? And granted, I don't because I don't think this is true, but everybody says like what the definition of insanity is, you know, doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different yeah. result. Um, according to the dictionary, it says the state of being seriously mentally ill madness. Yeah, <laughs> that's the definition. <laughs> people. So that fancy Hollywood definition is not true. Um, but I mean, it makes sense, though. Yeah. You know, and. If that if we were using the Hollywood definition of it, Joker is insane because he keeps going up against Batman, trying to beat him, and it never changes. Like so, you this know, is also that true. could be the thing here. Um, but yeah, so that's the only thing I didn't like. But yes, I loved that Joker is very manipulative. It's one of the reasons why I liked that um, uh, Jeff Lemire story that we were reading. You know, he tricked that doctor into making him insane oh yeah and then, you know, he got him out and yeah. stuff like that yeah uh we've i mean his greatest uh manipulation was harley quinn you know and like he got a doctor from arkham that wanted to cure him and turned him her basically you know for the lack of a better word his bitch like you know that's what he did and he just he just molded her into what he wanted to be and you know he ruined her life for so long until she finally broke out of it and so like that's just the you know what the joker does and like we've talked about it on this podcast the joker is he only will go along with somebody else's plan 
just to kind of just see how it plays out and to kind of like, you know, fuck it up if he wants. You yeah. know what I mean? Like he never he's never under somebody's thumb. And that's why I always think he's such a great character and why I always say if there's more than one of him, I think it would be stupid. Um, but yeah, I absolutely loved how he was written here, and I loved that he was going after another villain. You know what I mean? Like, Joker still, as much as, you know, he's so conniving and so intelligent, he still has an ego. You know what I mean? He never wants anybody to beat the Batman. He's the only one that can beat the Batman. You know what I mean? Yeah, and he, and, even, um, he even makes it a point to, like, know... And like to even let Dick Grayson Batman know you are not him, like yeah, and you, I love that you are not going to be him, so I'm not going to play with you because I mean it's going to be pointless basically. But he yeah. is interested in Damien because he knows that that is his real son, you know. Yeah. So yeah, and that's what I really like too. I love that um, interaction with Damien and Joker because like with a crowbar, yeah, like because. Yeah. Because freaking Gordon gets the call and he's like, oh, you know, Robin asked to see Joker and and then Dick Grayson's like, get him out of there. Oh, my God. He's like, what is is he in danger? He's like, yes, he's in danger. He's like, oh, my God, I, I can't believe we let Robin do that. It's like, no, it's Joker I'm worried about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I like that, you know, because they they know that I've never seen like I. I mean, maybe you would be the one to know this since you're just reading Grant Morrison's run. But has Damien ever admitted to killing a lot of people? Yes. He he, he has, right? Okay. Like, so just recently, in the very first mm-hmm. arc, within the first issue, or first two issues that he's in, uh, he mm-hmm. goes out on his own when he's not supposed to. And yeah. he kills a a villain called, like, Spook or something like that. Uh, he's basically uh, like a ghost esque villain. Uh, he yeah. he's basically just a guy that pretends to be a ghost and uses technology. Mm-hmm. He's basically a, a, a Mysterio in Spider Man. Okay, but yeah, he he chopped off his head, and he mm-hmm. shows the head to Tim Drake, and he's like, "This is what you guys need to be doing. There's uh, there's you know this guy won't hurt anybody anymore." And then he freaking tosses Tim Drake over a ledge and almost kills him. And then steals his oh, suit. It's like oh, it's like super hardcore. And he even mm-hmm. tells Batman like time and time again after that, like I I was not trained to let like basically be merciless. And yeah. Batman says, "Well, you need to be because that is being like tr- training to not kill people is harder than mm-hmm. killing people." Yeah, and that kind of like messes with Damien's mind, but at the same time, he's still wanting to be like a family with Talia. So I haven't gotten yeah. past the point where Damien's like, "No, I want to be Robin." Yet, yeah. so like he he wants to be Robin just because he is Batman's son. He doesn't really want to be Robin to like save people at this point. So, yeah. but yeah, he yeah, has been a, a really long he, time. he has been a stone cold killer in this in this small little arc that I'm reading. And it's very yeah. interesting to see because, like, at one point he was talking back at Bruce, and Bruce just straight up just like yells at him and says like, mm-hmm. "No, you will do what I say." And he looks all scary in panel, and then Damien kind of turns into a little bitch. It's like, "Yes, father, I'm sorry," but then yeah. like, freaking three pages later, he kills somebody. You know, so I, like right now Damien is a conundrum 
in the yeah. in the beginning of Morrison's run, which I actually really like. Because yeah. I, I, for somebody who has never read the intro to Damien, I always heard mm-hmm. how much of a jerk he was and then kind of saw, you know, some random issues where he was a jerk to different people. And I was like, yeah, I don't like yeah. this character. But yeah, no, I didn't like Damien for the longest time. But knowing where he has come, like where he is now, and mm. knowing that where he was at some point a jerk, and now he genuinely wants to be Robin, and wants a tone, like to atone for some of the stuff that he's done. I want to see where yeah. he started from. You know. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, no. So, yeah, what happens in this book is, you know, Joker is kind of telling Robin, like, you're going to have to work. He ends up kidnapping Robin. He tricks him. And uh, he has, like, poison in his nails or something like that. And he's able to trick Robin. And uh, they end up, you know, Joker's basically, his plan is unfoiling. And, you know, Dick Grayson's like, oh, we got to find him and all this stuff. And they basically have to play Joker's game to try to get to Dr. Hurt. And, um... You know, we get we get to see Mr. Uh, Professor Pig in this, which I think is pretty cool. He's working with Dr. Hurt. Yeah. He has, like, these mind-controlled zombies that are, like, addicts or whatever. And he has them just kind of ramping, you know, going around the city and just causing drama. And um, we get to a point where, if I'm not mistaken, how does he get caught? Oh, he goes to try to save Robin, right? And he gets knocked out? Yeah. I think that's what happens. Yeah, so he gets knocked out. Dr. Hurt ends up shooting Rob, uh, you know, Dick Grayson in the back of the head with a pellet gun. But the uh, apparently he hits him to the point where he will slowly start bleeding from the inside. Yeah, basically saying that the size of the bullet is so small that it won't penetrate the skull like in a massive way. But mm -hmm. it'll slowly like be lodged into his skull to the point where he would bleed out. And yeah. because he's bleeding out with there being something pressurized there, it would cause a blood clot to eventually like cut off the circulation to his brain. Yeah. So that's what's uh, kind of hindering Dick Grayson at this point. And he is Batman, by the way. But um, the interesting thing about this book when I was rereading it, because I remember this being hinted at. Granted, I hadn't read this, but I had read R- R.I.P. before. And so there's like a little bit, there's like a good amount of crossover in both of these books. But I completely forgot about the Barbato stuff being so heavily used in these books. And then, of course, Scott Snyder bringing that into the Dark Multiverse. Yeah. So it was really nice to see how far back the Barbatos things goes, because I'm always cool with stuff like that. And I think I'm pretty sure, like, because you know how we are, we're like, oh, man, they're not going anywhere with the story and blah, blah, blah. It's always interesting when, you know, like if we are currently reading Tom King stuff or whatever, and he doesn't include something and we become writers eight years from now or whatever. And we're like, we're going to finally use that because nobody ever done that. I feel like people could have been reading this or like, so what the fuck's up with all that Barbato stuff? Like, is that going to amount to anything? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And because- there was one point where in Snyder's New 52 run, he actually mentions uh, Barbados. And also has uh, a painting of Barbados in the background in in one of those issues as well. So it was something that Snyder definitely wanted to, like, I feel like he definitely had a plan for uh, Barbados, like, near probably the time that he jumped onto Batman. And then it eventually evolved into what we eventually got in Metal. 
Yeah, for sure. And I've definitely, I've caught myself doing that too. Like just, uh, you know, as I've been wanting to be a writer, Tom King's been the current writer of Batman for the longest time. So I've seen little things I'm like, oh, I could definitely expand on that. And then uh, my biggest thing was I wanted to bring in Helena, but he's already beaten me to it. <laughs> I'm just like, God damn it, Tom King. Um, but, you know, that's, I'm interested to see when we can finally read that story, whenever that's going to come out. But uh, yeah, so we get all this hints at like seeing, you know, um, so if I'm, see, again, like it's been so long since I've read a lot of this and I just read, you know, the, you know, Bru the tales of Bruce Wayne or whatever it's called when he's going through time. I forget what it's called. The return of Bruce Wayne, I think. Yeah. And they mentioned Barbatos and that. And I think if I'm not mistaken, Dr. Hurt is in also all of those times. I, I can't remember because they mentioned it in this book that he stayed alive so long because of like sorcery and voodoo magic or something like that. Yeah. So like, I can't remember because it's been so long if he was actually the villain in all of those stories that Batman was running through time. Um, because I know this girl, this girl that's like all naked on that pentagram or whatever. She's in the um, one of the stories in Return of Bruce Wayne. Like, I think they meet up and stuff like that. So also... It was really weird, and my my mind went to the most random, like the like one of you know the dark space, <laughs> because when I saw him bite the bat, I was like, oh, that just started our whole, you know. There's that rumor that that's how this whole Corona thing started. Yeah, somebody ate a bat. Yeah, so I was just like, god damn it, it started here. I was like, damn it, Batman Bruce Wayne, Grant, Grant Morrison knew so long ago. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so like that was just uh, you know, it was crazy. And then as the story progresses, Batman finally returns. Now, the one thing a lot of people don't... Batman, when he comes back from this whole... Because if you guys don't know, the reason why Batman is gone is because he got hit by dark sides. What are they called? Zeta beams? Omega or, beams. No, not Zeta beams. Uh, the what? Omega beams. Omega beams. There you go. Zeta beams are from... Um, uh, shit. The one Tom King's writing right now. Um, uh, you know, Strange Adventures? Strange, yeah, they're from there. Uh, but yeah, so he, Batman gets hit with that and I'm still really mad and I still say it is the crappiest way for air quotes, Batman to die was when he got hit on that double page spread. Cause he's like all flamboyantly just like twitching or whatever on a double page spread, getting hit by these Zeta beams. Like, I feel you could have drawn a much more aggressive way. Like it just looks like a dummy, like thrown in the air, like, Nye! And he's like getting hit by these Zeta, <laughs> these freaking Omega beams and dying. And I was just like, what? Lame. Uh, I just remember seeing that, turning the page and being like, what? Uh, but anyways, he got sent back in time and he's been fighting his way all the way through time to get back to, you know, this current story, which is where he shows back up. Uh, granted, if you read this story, you're not going to find out how he came back. He just shows up like, oh, Batman's back, you know? And uh, I don't know. Do you know how he comes back, Clay? I don't know if you've ever read the story. I have not. So, like, it's this weird thing where he's going through time. And it actually involves the Justice League, too. Like, it, like, it, it, it I, like, just a rough, like, remembering of it. It involves this, like, weird orb that, like, shows up. And, like, Batman has traveled through time. And the Justice is like, we can't let you do this because it'll destroy all this crap. And, of course, Batman does his own thing. And he's like, you got to trust me or whatever. Like... And he ends up coming back through, like, this weird technological, like, device. I don't remember if it's from the future or if it's something the Justice League has found. But it's some weird, convoluted kind of way of coming back. Um, but I was just like, okay, Batman did it. I'm cool <laughs> with it. Um, 
but uh, yeah, I just I don't remember it. Like I said, it's been a couple. I think I might have read that story last year, maybe even two years ago. So my ideas are very fuzzy, but I know it involves like a lot of like weird technology. Or there's an orb involved for sure. And uh, so, yeah, that's how he like comes back. And uh, I think the Justice League is questioning him. They're like, there's no way like we saw you die and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, so it's he shows back up here. And of course, you know, typical Batman story. Uh, well, actually not. Actually, what the cool thing is, is, you know, there's that fight scene that I mentioned, which is like a double page spread of all these little things of them fighting a bunch of people like they're called the 99 Fiends. Yeah. Or something like that. So that was kind of cool. Batman, Robin and Batman at this point are all fighting these people. Um, and then Batman, which is Bruce, tells Robin, like, you need to get Dick Grayson to, you know, a hospital. He's like, Robin always protects Batman or something like that. He uses a line along those lines. I just I thought it was pretty cool. Because during the fight, Bruce is like, is that Damien in a Robin costume? Like, so yeah, I guess he's... So at this point, because of the the way he tried to put on the costume, from what I'm reading, he yeah. didn't allow him to be Robin. Yeah. So he has missed all of this, like, character progression for Damien. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. And it might be the reason why they're still at odds with each other. Because you never really see them have those moments of bonding. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, and I'm, I'm pretty sure, because there's a lot of Batman content out there. I'm pretty sure there's been some really good issues where they've bonded. I just haven't read them myself. But I think it's one of the reasons why I was so big into Tim Seeley's uh, little conversation between Selina and Damien. Because I was like, oh my god, he's bonding with somebody, you know? And I thought it was really cool. And but right now, you know, unfortunately, comics are stopped right now. But there was going to be a Teen Titans annual where they were going to butt heads again because Damien's doing some really shady shit and Batman's about to find out about it. So um, it is really nice to see this progression. I mean, this story ends up ending with Batman coming back. He beats Dr. Hurt. Technically, he chases him away to save Alfred because Dr. Hurt's like, you can either catch me or you can save Alfred because Alfred's like trapped in this dungeon of water. And, of course, Batman's going to save Alfred. Yeah. Dr. Hurt gets away, but he runs into the Joker. And what did you think of the banana peel thing? Too much? Or did you think it just fit perfectly? I thought it was a little too much. Yeah. Like, to be honest. Now, I feel like if you hadn't seen it in the prior... Because, uh, like, in the one panel, you Panels? can see it. And then he slips uh -huh. on it. Like, in the very next okay. panel. If yeah, I can agree If you with that. hadn't seen it... And then he mm -hmm. slips on it. I think that would have been like, what the hell? But it would yeah. be a Joker moment. But knowing that it's there. And yeah. I mean, it may be dark, but mm -hmm. there's a flashlight pointing in that direction. So I feel like he yeah. would have seen it, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. yeah, I agree. I agree with that idea that maybe it shouldn't have been in that panel prior to him slipping. But I didn't have a big deal with it because they foreshadowed it before. So like, oh yeah, um, when when, when he was when he was talking was, to Damien, that's right. Yeah, like he's like peeling back a banana, and he wasn't making any sense. And Damien was like, "You're not making any sense," and he's like, "I'm making perfect sense," or something like that. But it's because Joker always has that plan, you know, like Damien was saying. And so like, I had no problem with him slipping on the banana peel because it is very Jokery. Um, and I also thought about it just realistically, like if you are just looking, because remember. Hurt had the high ground, technically. He had the high ground, so he's looking down at Joker from the steps. And if Joker's like, oh, 
who's going to get this gun first to see who's going to die? You know, he's just going to haul ass, you know? And if you got to, like, usually, if you jump off stairs, like I've jumped off stairs before, you kind of try to get that one step down and boost. But if that yeah. one step was a fucking banana pill, you're GG, you're done. Yeah, And uh, I think that's kind of what happened here. And so, like, I had no problem with it, especially since they foreshadowed it. Now, if they had never foreshadowed that banana and he slipped on a banana pill, I would have been like, that was fucking stupid. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm glad that they did foreshadow it because there is that rule of Chekhov's gun. Like, if you see something in, you know, the start of the story, it needs to be used at the end of the story. Um, so I'm glad that kind of, you know, popped out there. And then, of course, Joker is the one that takes care of Hurt. Uh, we find out at the end of the story that Batman and, you know, the whole family are still trying to find him. Um, but they're kind of just like, you know, all right, we'll keep looking. But we don't know what the hell the Joker did. Because, you know, if the Joker really wa- didn't want you to find something, you wouldn't find it. Sure. But he's the one that leaves the clues. Like, they even talk about it in this series. Like, they, they this was a really good comic book about showing how great the Joker can be. But also, when it comes to- him getting rid of Hurt is the last domino. Because if you look at the coffin... He puts the six mm-hmm. dots as this as like a domino. Yeah, and so it's very yeah, it symbolic. Was... I really like that. Um, yeah, God, I'm looking at this panel with Damien. Like, what? Yeah, that's <laughs> the panel's so dumb. If anything, you know what? Remind me that will be the cover of this podcast. Yes. The what? <laughs> Just remind me because I might I might fix this right after. I might edit this podcast right after this. And I might just do that because that's such a stupid panel. It's awesome. Um, I'll just have to find it. I'll send but, it to you. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's just so dumb. But anyways, so yeah, that's, uh, yeah, the story ends and it ends with Bruce. Obviously, he's been gone this whole time. So he comes back. And one thing I will point out, and I think I have to read more of the Hurt story to understand this. But Thomas Wayne was randomly there, but it was technically Hurt. Like, and he was portraying Thomas Wayne and Thomas Wayne had came back. That was another element of the story. But if you were just reading Batman and Robin Must Die, there's not a lot of context there to really know why he was important in the story. So that's why we didn't really talk about it. We talked about the gist of the most important part. And at the end of the story, Bruce Wayne comes back. He's like, I've been gone for a long time. He talks about why there was a random ass Thomas Wayne. And then he talks about how he's been funding the Batman this whole time. And that's how Batman's been able to do everything he does because he's secretly been, uh, you know, funding him and he is going to start Batman incorporated and Batman incorporated personally, is kind of, you know, can be hit or miss. I I thought it was okay. I didn't think it was the greatest. Yeah. So, yeah. But, uh, yeah, so we'll go ahead from there, and we will move on to Batman, the animated series continues, number two. Now, I'll let you talk about this, Clay, because I know you probably enjoyed the ending of this. Now, I, I did enjoy this, but I will say I wasn't a big fan of the art on this one. Okay. Now, I felt like the last issue uh, was really well, like, in that Bruce Tim type art. This yeah. one, I felt, was very much, maybe even a little rushed at times. Mm-hmm. But this one basically leaves off with Lex, uh, where we were last time, with Lex and, and uh, Batman fighting. Yeah, and you find out what was in the safety box. It was actually Brainiac's head. Yeah, and Luther wants it because it has, like, he thinks it has some remnants of alien technology, information on possibly what 
you know, Brainiac was planning as far as like world domination, whatever. And Bruce or Batman, you know, tells him that's, you know, there's nothing in that head. Bruce's people looked after, looked like looked into it. And when he yeah. said, when he even says it in narration, when he meant Bruce's people, he meant himself. Yeah. Uh, and he was able to use the head against him, uh, against Luther. And it becomes a sky battle after that because Bruce yeah. goes back to the cave to grab what what armor would that be so that is the dark knight returns armor it is okay yeah it very much looked like it i just didn't know uh but he goes into that armor but alfred is like okay is this gonna you know stand any chance against luther's armor or even the giant robot that he's trying to like use and he notices that there is a battery pack in the Mm -hmm. robot and Bruce has this epiphany, goes in there, and basically shocks the robot. And I assumed that it was kryptonite because it was glowing green, but you learn later yeah. that it was kryptonite. And freaking Superman was a solar battery for the robot. Yeah. And I do like, you know, because we even said, oh, it would be really cool if Superman actually showed up. Um, mm-hmm. so I, I genuinely love the fact that they are using Superman here. Uh, it does look like it'll probably only be for this one issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he, you know, comes out, he helps, you know, finish Luther and then he flies off. Yeah. And b- basically the epilogue to this is you see, we have it, we don't know his name yet, but mm-hmm. we're all assuming Jason Todd kind of being a you know badass yeah you know moody figure yeah very moody uh and just wandering the streets of gotham loitering and a you know a local gothamite doesn't like it and he pulls out a gun to show like hey i'm gonna do whatever the hell i want and the it says the story continues deathstroke comes to town or something like that yeah so yeah, so we don't think that's Deathstroke. We do, do you think that's Jason Todd? Yeah. Um. But yeah, it'd be interesting to see what Deathstroke does because we I don't think we ever saw Deathstroke in the animated series. Nope. If I'm not mistaken. So I'm excited. I'm excited that Paul Dini is bringing in characters that we never really saw. Um. So yeah, that armor is definitely the Dark Knight Returns armor. Um. It's just obviously drawn in animated style. I don't remember that armor having flying capabilities, but it does in the animated series. So um, I thought that was kind of cool. The one thing I love, and I wish, you know, this would be used in movies a lot more, you know, but again, this is me just liking the animated series. I like that they have Lex's freaking chauffeur, but she's kind of like a badass. Like, I wish they would do that in the movies and stuff like that, or the shows. Oh, because like, Yeah, yeah. I like that she's there. I think she's pretty cool. So, um, you know, but of course, she we see her jump out of the plane with a parachute when Lex is fighting Batman. Um, now I will say, uh, before they like realize that it was a battery pack, Alfred's the one that says like, how are you going to fight that robot? Because, you know, it's controlled with two cockpits and Batman's like, what are you talking about? He's like, yeah, there's, you know, two spaces for, you know, one cockpit and two, like another co-pilot is basically what he was saying. I really love that because there was a lot of that kind of in the animated series where Alfred would just make a comment and Batman would be like, oh. Like, he would just do stuff like that. Like Alfred, Alfred you're a genius. Non- yeah, he would just, like, nonchalantly mention something or make a joke. 
and it would kind of like trigger something in Batman's mind. And that's just like a very human thing. Like people will say something and then you're just like inspired or you think of like a whole story. Like we've literally done that in conversations at work. Like you're like, oh, it'd be cool if Justice League did this. And then we're like, oh, and then it could go on to this and then this and then that. And like, you know, we've thought of these like crazy storylines at work. And um, so like I enjoy that they did that. And that's what Batman, what led Batman to, you know, have the kryptonite shocker or whatever the hell he did. Yeah. And, um, yeah, again, it's very silly. Like, Batman is fighting this big-ass robot. Um, but, you know, they kind of did that in the animated series. Like, they had that episode where he goes and fights the um, that one robot that makes, like, replica robots. I forget what it's called. But, um, you know, like, you know where they make a fake Batman? And it's, uh, like, a metal face? Like I don't you know, remember that it's... one. I don't remember that one. Okay, so, like... <clears throat> There's like a mad scientist machine or something like that that makes robots, but they're like real people. And I don't remember if the because it's like it's not a two part episode, but it is that robot like machine shows up again later with a fake Batman. But that fake Batman thinks he's really is Batman, but he's a robot. And um, huh. yeah, I don't know. Like, it's a really good. Uh, I know you, you like you say you want to kind of sit down because you never watch all the episodes, but. Yeah, it's a really good series too. But it's like actually a really iconic episode because they that like you know Mondo, the people based in Austin that do yeah. a lot of cool like animated series stuff. One of the heads that you can switch out for the toy, if I'm not mistaken, is the um, robot one. So like, oh, okay, it's like yeah. a very I, I remember. Iconic... I remember what it looks like. I just don't remember the episode. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 So I thought that was kind of cool. And uh, yeah, I really liked at the end when we do get to see you know Superman's finally back in his suit and stuff like that. And um, Batman gives him Brainiac's head, and he's like, hey, can you just go throw this into the sun or something like that? And he's like, uh, on my way, my friend, you know, I'm faster than a speeding bullet. That, and then, that you know, was you very see the cheesy, dialogue. but it's something yeah, it was. that is, it, it's the animated series. So Yeah, for sure. And then he was like, always the Boy Scout. And I thought that was really cool. Like, I really enjoy um, the contrast between Batman and Superman, because like, he is the Boy Scout, and you know, freaking, you know, Batman is the Dark Knight. So I glad I like how one is light and one is day, um, and then you know they're the best of friends, which you know they don't act like it, but you know they know they are. Yeah. And so like I always thought that was kind of cool. And then yeah, the the ending with the possible Jason Todd character has me really excited because we never saw Jason in the animated series. We saw Tim Drake, we saw freaking uh, Dick Grayson, of course, but we never saw Jason Todd, and he was the one in between those. Like, you yeah. can just say that Damien was never a part of it because maybe he's not born yet, or maybe he's still a child or whatever. Maybe he's training with the League of Assassins. But it just never made sense that they went from Dick Grayson to Tim Drake. So I'm glad that they're finally going to do that. And I kind of hope that we have a Tim Drake cameo soon because it only makes sense that he is currently Robin. Yeah. So I'm hoping we see that. Um, but I'm hoping that we don't have the character styles of the other villains in that because I don't like that character style but I think it is right because this is the black suit batman the black and gray so it is going to be that second uh, style yeah um yeah so you know joker will have the black eyes with the bee like the little beady thing in the middle I don't I was never a fan of that um I like the original joker um you know with the big smile and everything, not the super pointy nose and chin that he has in the <laughs> second version. Um, but yeah, no, I actually enjoyed that story. Again, like I said, Paul Dini is writing that series just like he would the animated series, like the show. 
And so I can't get enough of that. Like, I'm really hoping that I, I believe it's going to be 12 issues, right? Yeah. But I'm hoping that they are like, hey, you want to write another season, you know? Yeah. And, you know, he does another 12. Because I could keep purchasing that, especially if it's going to be digital. I hope that they make it into a physical copy at some point. Yeah, I think that's what the plan is, is that they will do single issues digital with a uh, completed, like, hardcover or trade paperback. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's, again, we're in this crazy time right now where there should be a lot of stories like that. Like, I think that's a cool business model. You're like, all right, let's, we want to boost our digital sales, so why not make something for digital? And I think you can save a lot of, you know, production costs by doing that because, you know, a lot of artists nowadays are digital only. And, you know, you can be like, all right, we'll just hook up writers with digital artists. They'll create everything digitally. And then, you know, we'll just post them out digital and then print them out later, like as a physical copy. Yeah. I've always said that that would be kind of cool. And I've always said that, you know, I think not everybody needs a massive run. Like they don't need 50 issue runs. Like just give me a 12 issue Blue Beetle story. Give me a 12 issue Green Arrow story, you know, like something like that. I think that's how you keep the B list or D list, C list characters alive. And you just give your A listers the weekly or biweekly stories. And then, you know, you go from there. Granted, I don't think Nightwing's ever going to have his run canceled because I think people love Dick Grayson so much that they'll continue to make that same thing for Batgirl and, you know, whatever. But, you know, for those characters, we don't get to see a lot that I think have great histories like Blue Beetle. Come on, man. He's like the only one of the Hispanic guys we got. Like, I want fucking content from him. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. So um, I just give me something. So I don't know. I like this idea. You know, the one thing I will say is I wish there was a better way. And maybe I'm just doing it wrong. But I saw this. The real the real the way I knew that this was a thing was because I saw the headline of like, you know, animated series number two brings back an old suit. And I was like, what? And I saw that headline and it made me go buy the comic. So like now I wish there was a way that was like a I notification. I don't know if it'll actually do it. Mm-hmm. But if I go to Comixology right now, mm-hmm. see if I actually... Because I've been buying it from the DC app. Oh, you have? Yeah, because like, that's where it pops up for me. Wait, it pops um, up like on DC Universe? No, on the DC app. Like DC has its own comics app. And that's where I've been buying it. Oh, see, I bought, I bought my first one because, I mean... I don't know if you even looked, but I had the preview mm-hmm. copy of this, and that's how I read it this time. Uh-huh. But if I go to Batman, what is it called? Uh, and that adventure continues. All right, it's Batman: The Adventure Continues, is what the whole thing is actually called. So, I don't know if you can see that. Batman: bum, The bum, Adventure bum. Continues. Okay, real quick. Yeah. Okay, so if I go to here. Wait, was this in our yeah. the way we usually get our comics? Yeah. Oh, damn, I didn't know that. You should have told me I bought it. <laughs> I mean, I'm still going to buy it. Yeah. But yeah. I thought that you could, like, subscribe. Yeah, you can. Like, there's not, at least it's not very, like, user friendly on how to do it. And if that's the case, that's something DC and comic book companies need to fix. Like, if you're like, hey, I want to subscribe to this book, and then maybe you can pay for, you know, an X amount of issues, or maybe you can pay for the month on that, you know, series or whatever. So, 
they need to definitely figure out something or maybe you just get charged every time it gets released you're just like hey i want to follow this book yeah, um and then they make you it's here for 99 cents but i thought you could subscribe to series but if you can't that sucks yeah and i would that's a very big misstep going forward on that you know but uh yeah i think it's really weird and that's the only downside about those issues is i just didn't realize it so but either way uh i'm loving it i think it's awesome i can't wait for the next one because i really want to see what's going to happen with the uh, red hood which we think it is and i want to see what's going to happen with deathstroke now yeah um you know deathstroke in the anime series is gonna be kind of cool so I think it's going to be pretty awesome. But uh, yeah, man, I think that's all we got. Uh, I know you've been doing a lot of uh, podcast stuff. So do you want to pimp that out? Yeah, if you guys can go to uh, either Anchor or if you go actually to my Instagram at uh, Fanboy Comics Podcast, uh, the link will be in the description. Uh, you can always follow me on Twitter as well at Fanboy Comics Pod or at Fanboy Clay, either one. Uh, I have three shows every single week, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, and we dive into the Marvel Unlimited app, the DC Universe app, and then on Saturdays we do show and jump stuff. I've been doing uh, Dragon Ball Super, I've been doing My Hero Academia, and I've actually been diving back into uh, Rurouni Kenshin, which used to be one of my favorite shows back in the 90s. But uh, we nice. are you know, reading the, uh, the actual manga of that as well. But yeah, that's where you can find me nice awesome yeah definitely go check that out guys i will say uh i have been live streaming a lot lately so if you guys want to head over to twitch.tv slash juice from the box you might show up when it's going crazy you might show up when i've been eating a bunch of mustard it's been a (laughs) lot of craziness if that doesn't make sense to you go to the twitch channel to find out why i just said that but uh yeah it's been a lot of fun lately we are currently one, we're playing The Sims a lot, and I'm creating basically my own Bat universe. I married Selena Kyle, which of course I had to. Uh, I am Juice Wayne in there. I've made uh, Damien. I've made Helena. I've made I've made basically the whole Bat family almost, and a lot of other DC characters. I'm still creating. They're giving them their own houses, but mainly I spend most of my time at Wayne Manor, and I'm making a Bat Cave right now, which is pretty insane. And uh, yeah, I'm doing a lot of that. We're currently playing Final Fantasy VII. And just, you know, we play GTA and a whole bunch of other games. It's a variety stream. We have good times. A lot of, you know, there's a lot of good people in the chat. So come hang out if you want to do that. If you're bored, it's twitch.tv slash juice from the box. But yeah, I'll be streaming a lot this weekend because I'm off. I'm going to be off for four days. So definitely come check that out. But uh, that's going to be it, ladies and gentlemen. As always, he is Fanboy Clay. I am Juice Wayne. Remember, Batman is awesome. Batman!